Are you tired of attracting the wrong mate? Perhaps you just haven't been exposed to the business of love. Join Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, counselor and life coach, for an exciting new approach to love. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. An Imagitainment Production. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on live 105.5 www.1055.mobi Welcome to the Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, your co-host, Angela Jackson. And we are on live 105.5 mobile radio. And let's talk about it, iHeartRadio. And Dr. Seth, we have a very interesting topic today. You know, Angela, these topics, there's something going on in the air because we have listeners who are writing us about some deep-hearted issues. Yeah, there's there are a lot out there. You know, anytime you get two people together, you try to, you know, develop a healthy relationship. It takes work. And But how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. And you? I really, I am doing fantastic. Seeing you here is, is, is great. Yeah, seeing you here is great. Now, what are we talking about? Relationship abandonment. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And how do you even stay in a relationship and abandon it? Why don't you just go? I think people get complacent. They get complacent in the relationship. They don't want to put effort to make it better, but they don't want to put effort in getting out of it. Right, right. You know, it just kind of reminds me of, and I'm going to take you here, you'll you'll see how it comes around. Um, I was in a training last week uh, where I work, and they were talking about how uh, people in their jobs can become very complacent, right? Just like with driving, we learn how to drive, we do it well, then we can start to pick up some bad habits because we're comfortable, we know how to do it, you know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, we're not practicing those good habits that we practiced in the beginning. We're just comfortable, right? And we become too complacent. So I think that um, this is a, a real issue for people in their relationships, especially when they've been around 50 years, 40, 30, 20, even 10. You know, maybe even five, we begin to get complacent. Well, you know, a business analogy would be if you went into have heart surgery and your your surgeon had a drink and became very complacent during a surgery. Can't happen. It it's catastrophic, right? Yes. That's a great analogy. And so we have so many people who are Forgetting the importance of staying connected. Yes. And there's a lot of different things that we'll talk about during the show that we'll, we'll talk about some of those connection issues. Well, as you guys can see and hear, right, we have a juicy topic tonight. And we're not going to get through all of our points because it's just too much information. But this, the beautiful thing is, is we can pick this up on another show wherever we leave off. So, so what did you find in your research, Dr. Seth? 
Well, in the research uh, from issues I face, um, it talks about people not being, uh, having this unforgiveness attitude. And uh, when you get to that point where you don't think that the other person has forgiven you, or you haven't forgave the other person, then you start in that cycle, that cycle of losing that connection. Mm. Yes. And um, I think it, it, it ends up happening really naturally, you know, and not necessarily that people are bad people. It's just that we go back to the complacency. You know, you start to feel like, oh, you know, you're with somebody and you kind of have a regular routine and it's just going to be that way. And, you know, I don't know where we lose the value for our mates sometimes, but. It can be, you know, it's so crazy because it could be a, a, a disagreement and one thing is said and the other person will take that one word and make it their mission because we 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 all have a choice right we have a choice to make things positive or we have a choice to make things negative right and i have spoke to several people and i have said certain things and they have chosen to take things in a negative way instead of a positive way and some of that deals with trust. Right. Because, right. It, and it always go back to trust, right? Yep. Because if you know that you're with someone who has your best interest, you know, if you, if you tell them, like, uh, you know, you're not supposed to do this and this because this is what happens, you know, when you do this, and you see the logic, but because they may have said it in a way that you, you know, that didn't feel good, for you, you have to get over that. You have to know that that person has your back. Right. And if the person has your back, they're not going to tell you anything that's going to harm you. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. You know how I like to share my little list. Mm -hmm. Maybe see if this is appropriate. I found on Bustle.com an article that says nine signs you're not putting enough effort in. Because we can always point the finger. But if someone's listening... And they want to make sure they're not the person, not putting in enough effort. Then I think these are some signs to watch out for. So, but can I say one thing mm -hmm. on that? And and this is for all the listeners: is that don't worry about the eighty percent wrong that your partner <laughs> is doing. Yeah. Worry about that twenty percent that you're doing. Right. Get yourself together. You know, because it's it's so frustrating because you can go around and you can be pointing pointing your finger at the twenty percent or you know the person who has the twenty percent or the eighty percent, but whatever side could be some a learning experience for you. Right, and I'll tell take you, advantage of it. As I matured, I've had some relationships that have failed over the years. I've had some that lasted for a while but then failed, but. One thing that I learned, and this was in my walk with the Most High, right? He would deal with me first. It's like I had to, for me to be at peace, you know, with the uh, Most High for me, I had to know I did everything I could 
to make it right. And that didn't mean uh, having an attitude. That meant that sometimes I had to suck it up and maybe not necessarily like something that was done or said and not go off, but, you know, approaching it another way, speak my peace, leave it alone, forgive, you know, like you said. So I think that we can always find um, the speck in someone else's eye. I mean, the, the plank in someone else's eye or, or, or the speck, actually, I think it says. And then, but we don't look at the plank in ours. Right, absolutely. You know? So it's like, I, I think we can always do that. But I always feel like if you decided to marry someone or if you're in a committed relationship where you're with somebody married or not married and you've been with them for that many years, that it's worth really looking at yourself and looking at the whole relationship before you're just kind of ready to get get rid of it, you know? So, but then, of course, we always know there's a time when there's physical issues where someone's abusive, you know, and even verbally, if it's that bad, you know, where you have to go. But what we're talking about is what could be salvageable. And I think you need to know that before you say, you know what, shoot, I'm giving all my effort and this person is not trying and just get ready to throw it away. I think you have to do some work with yourself, you know, because I, I don't want to be wrong, you know. Um, maybe it's some things I need to do first, you know, and I'm going to work on me first. And then I think along the way, you know, you'll know. Yeah. You know, Angela, I think, I think a lot of times, you know, people do that slide. People do the uh, sliding thing. You know, they slide into a relationship mm -hmm. and expect for the relationship to work mm -hmm. instead of doing the hard work before they decide to get married, the marriage contract, mm -hmm. going to, Go, going to a, a premarital counselor, taking the Myers and Briggs test, mm -hmm. all those different things to find out where you fit within that relationship before you make that commitment. Right. So you have so many people because they let this feeling of love come in and just, hmm. you know, mess up their, their ability to think uh, properly and they get married. And then they're really not in it, so they kind of like do that cycle mm -hmm. on and off, on and mm -hmm. off, on and off. If you say this to me, then I'm out of here because right. I have conditions to this marriage. Or I have conditions on you. Right. And that's just not how marriage is supposed to be. It doesn't. It's, you know, it's, to me, it's, it, it's, you have, what's happening is we're not investing the proper amount of time. And because we're not investing the proper amount of time, we don't value our investment. And you know what? Talking about time, we'll be right back. We need to take a commercial break. Who plays the best music? We do. We are live 105.5 mobile radio 24365. One big party. Welcome back to the business of love, folks. We are chopping it up. We are really having a great conversation. And I hope it's already sparking some things in our listeners because we really have to think about relationships before we get into them and once we're in we have to do everything we can to to be our best selves and also to do our part to make sure the relationship you know is healthy and that it works yeah i mean we we commit to everything else when i commit to a relationship right that 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 can add value to your life, but you have to make it add value yeah. to your life. It just just doesn't happen. Yes. 
And your list? Yeah, so I would have talked about these nine signs, right, that you're not putting enough effort in. So I just want to mention those because maybe somebody's listening. Um, don't, don't listen to this to say, yeah, that's my partner. That's my Listen to this for you to hear and say, hey, maybe that's me. So I want to, I want to share that in, on that vein. So one thing is that the mere idea of putting in effort seems exhausting. When just putting in effort for your relationship seems exhausting. That could be a sign that you're not getting putting enough effort in. Okay, not not your partner. Another thing was um, all the little things, you know, little things that you used to do, the little special things disappear. Um, three, you think you know everything about your partner, but you don't really know. So because you think you know everything, you stop really trying, you know, on a lot of levels. Uh, four, you don't have date nights anymore. And that's not just for one person to initiate. That's a, you know, collaborative effort too. But then if it's not happening, why not you, you know, suggest date night, a date night and regular date nights. Um, you don't spend time together, period. You just, you know, like some people literally live in a home and they're like roommates, you know, not even really roommates because they're rude to each other. So that's a problem. That's definitely a sign. Uh, you find yourself forgetting important dates. You just they don't even matter because you know y'all been together. That you, you know they they understand. They know I love you. You know <laughs> like that, right? Seven. You're um, you're not as polite as you were before. You know how we put on that face in the beginning of a relationship, and then all of a sudden we're just not kind anymore. We're just we're matter of fact we're rude. We're we're nicer to the mailman or male person right, before, than we are our own spouse or someone we've been with for, for a while. Um, eight, it's difficult to say things like, I'm sorry or I love you, you know. And then nine, your partner's thinking about leaving, you know. Since we are a business relationship show, I have to use one business analogy. Okay. And that is... If you went to a restaurant and a waitress gave you bad service, right. bad communication, did not give you the time that you needed as a customer, did not uh, um, understand you, which you ordered, and all that stuff. That's everything that you mm -hmm. just got through saying. Mm -hmm. You would not, most people would not go back to that restaurant. I know I wouldn't. Okay, but yet our Spouses, or spouses feel like it's okay to do those things and provide the worst right. customer service to their spouse and expect them to be happy to come home. Right. You have to be foolish people. Think about that. And if you are a singular, one-dimensional person, that will always be your case, no matter who you with. Right. So think three dimensional. What is uh, your responsibility to make your dear customer feel like they're welcome? Right. And I love that analogy. You've, you've shared that before, um, and I just love it because it puts it just puts it out there. What type of service? do you want that's the type of service you give that's the type of love you give. what type of love do you want 
you know, and if you if you're having those many issues, that many issues with yourself, with your emotions, and you don't love yourself, that's that's a whole other level of work. And you know the crazy thing is, Angela, is that people do not see the value of partnership. Yeah, that because they're so selfish. Yeah, they're so in tune to what their wants are and what their needs are, and how that other person is supposed to cater to their needs, instead of saying, look, what do I need to do to add to the value to grow this partnership? Mm. And if you're growing, you're not dying. That's right. Keep growing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's all great, great stuff, you know, um, and I just wonder sometimes if people realize that healthy relationships, they don't just happen. It takes work. I know I have a couple that um, are dear, they're dear friends of mine. Every Friday, they go on date night. You cannot reach her or him after 5 p.m. Because that is when their date night starts. And you're not going to hear from them until the next day if you do hear from them. Because that is their time. It's their sacred time. And I just love that. They are committed to everything else drops. And they work hard. They're very busy and things like that. But what, everything drops. And they have their own businesses and whatnot. But everything drops at 5 p.m. on Friday for each other. And, of course, they've been married forever. But this is why. And, and you know, Angela, at some point, I think, that people become fearful to approach their spouse with their issues. Mm. And it could be because of a negative uh, a negative vibe that the person would give them. Or if you question them, they're always ready to snap at you or to charge at you or to, to belittle you because... Or to... Uh, uh, or to change the tables or to, you know... you. You're making a valid point, but they switch it off on you to make you feel like you're the issue. <laughs> right? Right. And it's not about trying to make a person feel wrong. Because, again, do you want to be in love or do you want to be right? Some people want to be right. I want to be in love, so I do the work with myself. And, you know, you hit, you hit it right on the head. Stop trying your walk here. We're all here. And if you believe in, in, in this, this, uh, this uh, divineness that, we, that we're living under, this divine covenant that we're living under, this walk is only about you. That's right. It's how you grow, how you create uh and develop your own spirit. That's and right. God will place you with other people to help you grow spiritually. Because at the end of the day, physicality means nothing. And when you say help you grow, just think about the families that we are born into, right? Mm -hmm. And how challenging some of our siblings or parents can be. But Absolutely. that contrast is important. Because right. it makes you who you are. It makes you your best self. It makes you 
make choices. Yes. And those choices and those situations help you know what you want. Right. And you're supposed to go after what you want and what makes you happy. Because that's we're, we're not here to be miserable. We're here to be happy. And you can't blame your happiness on someone else. And if you've been together with him for 50 years and you're saying, oh, he makes me sick. I can't stand him. You can only look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Because why would you not liking the situation remain? There must be something that you have to change within yourself. And so I would caution people that are feeling that way, that feel like, I just need to get out of it, to first do the work on yourself before you get out of it because you're just going to run into it somewhere else. So do the work with yourself first. I'm a firm believer of that. I know uh, when I went through my 25-year divorce, the only person I wanted to work on was myself. Because I knew that I didn't have to worry about that other person. I had to worry about myself moving on. Right. That's and right. so I had to make sure that anyone else that I brought into my life, that I was fit for duty. Yep. So. And, and I witnessed some of the work that you were doing with yourself, a lot of it. So I have to say you're not just talking. You're not just talking. You're actually speaking the truth. So, so yeah, and, and it is. It, it's, there's a lot of self-help books out there. You know, if you're a spiritual person or if you're religious, there's, there's books that you'll find that will help you, you know, on your path. Or if you're not spiritual or religious, there, there's books out there, self-help books out there. It doesn't matter. It's something for everybody out there. So, you know, do the work with yourself. And we'll be right back. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on live 105.5 mobi Welcome back to the business of love. We're here on live 105.5 mobile radio and let's talk iHeartRadio and we are having a really deep discussion on relationship abandonment and how I think Maybe at first it sounded like we were going to be hitting that person who's abandoned the relationship, but man, it's a lot I of work. Mean, it's, it's, it's hitting the head, myself on the head, you know, like, okay, you know, I just can't point the finger at the, at the other person. You know, I, I look at the nine and I could say, hey, you know, I've seen where sometimes that was me, where I was just like, Psh, exhausted. I'm not putting any more into this, you know? Growth does not come by pointing a finger. No. It doesn't. And this life, at the end, when when those curtains close on us at the end of the life, it doesn't matter what the per- other person is doing. It doesn't. It matters where you are right. in the process. Right. So stop blaming. And I think that's really what's the big issue with relationships. People yeah. tend to blame each other. Instead of accepting each other where they are. Right. So. And I, I think if we did a lot of that accepting of each other where we're at, we wouldn't get into a lot of relationships because mm-hmm. we go, okay, where that person's at, you know, potential is not enough. Like I love Ayan Logansat. She says it so well. She said, potential means they're not there yet. Yeah, right. That means you, you can't try to 
bank off of someone's potential because they may never get there. Right. And the other thing is, don't go through this process of denial. You have to be real with yourself. You have to be real with the situation. You have to have the will and the fight to create this resolve for your marriage or for your relationship. And uh, But at the end of the day, if it becomes toxic, you got to let it go. Yeah, yeah, you have to. But you, if you're the toxic with person... With kindness. Let it go with kindness. Right. But if you're the toxic person, mm-hmm. I, I'm saying if it's not an abusive situation, or I say get yourself right within that situation so that you're already there. You right. Know, especially if you've invested years, decades in a relationship. Work on you. Get yourself to a point where you love you and you're happy with you. And you like seeing yourself every day and you can smile and you're really happy with yourself. Then you can evaluate, is this, you know, for me or or not for me? And that other person, you might just rub off on them. And they might see something. They might spark something in them. Well, you know, I have a list here and I'm going to go through it real quick. Uh, It says working through emotional distance. And it's agree to talk. Be prepared to talk. So just don't come in and say, I want to talk to you. Think about what you're going to say before you say it. Uh, And understanding that other person, uh, how that other person will be impacted by what you say. Uh, Be direct but gentle. Begin to meet unmet needs. Um, If you you have issues with sex and one partner does not want to uh, have sex, that's something you're going to have to work on. That's something that you're going to have to, it's something with your children, uh, and and you guys have a disagreement uh, about that. That's something that you're going to sit down and you're going to have to figure out who who take them to the park and play or whatever the case may be. Deal with your own stuff. That's the big one. You have to deal with your, you know, with your own stuff. Um, uh, intentionally re-engage try to figure out a way that you can re-engage and it's typically if you know that a person uh, likes something or wants something uh, then um, you know make you know put an olive branch out there and uh, give them that opportunity to have that feeling of re-engagement and it could just be Act kindly, love unconditionally, and allow God to work. All right. Those are some great tips. Now, what were those tips called? These tips were working through emotional distance. Ah, tips to help you work through emotional distance. I love it. Because, again, we're always about trying to build, repair, strengthen. We don't want to see people run to divorce but we also recognize there's sometimes you get to that point and that is what's best. And so we're always with what's best. But I love those tips. And I loved the olive branch. You know, the whole idea of the olive branch extending. Because, you know, I know me, I'm like a mass communicator. You know what I mean? I, I'm the ultimate communicator. I probably communicate too much sometimes. You know, but not everybody is that person. Some people... It's really tough for them to communicate their emotions. 
Right. You know, so that olive branch, I love that, you know. Um, and let down your pride and ego. Yeah. I mean, pride and ego should never exist in a relationship. And I think, like, don't go in there with who's right, who's wrong, you know? Kind of, like, take that, like, if you were stranded, you know, out in the water and you had that one life raft, and it's you and, a, and that other person, and you got you, you just want to make it to the island. You, then you don't care about you don't you don't care about what someone did didn't do. You got one goal in mind, and that's to make it to that island. And you work together. Unless that one person want the island to itself. Right oh, to herself. here we go. You just had to go there. I'm know? just saying. I I'm, mean, that's the truth, though, right? But that's how. But what I'm, my point is this: guys. they'll push them off the off the raft. We, we we're, we're not that we're not there. We're not with that person. We're on this raft with somebody who genuinely yeah. would like to see us both get there. Right? If you're right. with someone who will push you off the raft, then you know where your relationship stands. Oh, you definitely know. There's no more questioning. But I'm just saying, you know, if you have when it's when you have that one goal in mind, that's what keeps you from, you know, bickering and going back and forth with the other the other things. But also when you're at work, right? When you're at work and you have one goal in mind, all you have to do is focus on the task that has to be finished. You even you just don't even worry about people's attitudes, whether you like them or don't like them. You focus on that goal. So that's what I'm saying. Focus on your goal to to have a healthy relationship, not what someone has done or hasn't done. I agree. And um, again, just understand, people, the business of love. And we're gonna close close the show off. And so if you had any, anyone who has any type of comments or have a show topic, please write us at www.businessoflove.org. Well, right. This has been The Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, your co-host, Angela Jackson on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio, and Let's Talk About It, iHeartRadio. Are you tired of attracting the wrong mate? Perhaps you just haven't been exposed to the business of love. Join Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, counselor and life coach, for an exciting new approach to love. Join us Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. An Imagitainment Production. The latest hits. And the greatest memories. On, 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 on Live 105.5. www.1055.mobi.